Are you too attached to the dream that you've had for yourself for so many years that you feel like you're stuck or you're stalled and like you can't even make any moves forward? Friend, today on the podcast, we're talking about the art of letting go and why it's so important for you to actually let go of a dream. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey there, welcome to The Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp and I am your host. So excited for you to join me today. Now, if this is your very first time listening to the podcast and you don't know who I am, Allow me to just give you a little bit of background about who I am. I am a mindset and life purpose coach, and I love working with my clients, empowering them to take brave steps and to really shift the narrative about what they believe is possible for their lives. And it is honestly one of my favorite things to do. I've done many things in my life. I've been a music educator, I've been a pastor, and I've even worked at Old Navy, you know, for a stint in there. So, I mean, I have really done a lot of different things in my life, had lots of ups and downs. And you know what? In no way do I think that I have it all figured out or I'm perfect, even though Sometimes I'm trying to be perfect because I'm a one on the Enneagram and that's kind of how that goes. So I actually refer to myself as a perfectionist in recovery. But the reason I decided to do the podcast was because I wanted to highlight stories of women who are living bravely. And it came to a point where I found, you know what, I need to also tell about my own life and how I am choosing to live bravely and hope that it will inspire you to take those steps as well. And so today I want to talk to you about something that you may have wrestled with in your life, and that is the art of letting go. Now, I will never forget the rush of adrenaline that went through my body and the relief that I immediately felt when I finally decided that I wasn't going to move from Canada to Australia. I know, who doesn't want to move to Australia? For years, like for years, I had been dreaming of living near the beach, like having these palm trees in my backyard, walking down these streets of, you know, local cafes and being just sitting in the open air, drinking my long black, overlooking the ocean. And when that time finally came, I tried every which way to make it work. I don't know if you've ever done that, where you want something so badly that you would literally be willing to manipulate everything in order to make it happen. So allow me to kind of set the stage for you here. Just a few months before I made the decision, I had left my full-time job as a worship pastor in downtown Toronto. Now, it was a tumultuous time in my life. There was a lot going on. It wasn't something I really wanted to do, but I kind of felt like I needed to do. And I loved living in the city of Toronto. And so 
leaving a full-time job was like basically one of the hardest decisions because I would no longer have that fixed income. But I knew that I had to make the decision. So I was kind of in this grieving process, transitioning from a full-time worship pastor to starting to focus on my like brand new baby coaching business. Well, I guess it really wasn't a coaching business at the time because I wasn't really making a whole lot of money. It was like a hobby. So, uh, you know, but I wanted it to be a business. So when a good friend of mine was getting married in Australia, she had sent me a message and invited me to the wedding. So I decided that, you know what, I just left my job. It's the right time. I'm going to take six weeks. I'm going to go overseas and I'm just going to regroup. I'm going to get refreshed. This is the end of an era and I just need some time to regroup and to get some insight about what comes next in my life. But right before that, right before I left, Another friend of mine actually introduced me to a pastor friend of hers in Australia because a position had become available that really suited me. And the job description, like when I read through it, it was tailor-made for me. So if all went well and we got along and we could work out all the details, I would be making the move to Brisbane which was super cool. So like I went with that in mind when I went to Australia. Now the entire trip overseas, when I was on the plane, when I was in airports, when I was in different cities, was filled with thoughts of what it was going to be like to actually move there and dreaming of, you know, taking on this new role and just leaving my job like when it's really sunny and going to the beach. And like, I just had this like whole vision of what life would be like there. Of course, there'd be, you know, cool coffee shops, laying on the beach, surfer boys, like the whole thing. But as I went through the weeks, there was just something that felt a bit off and I really couldn't put my finger on it. But I knew that my spirit was hesitating. So I would spend all of my mornings, you know, drinking coffee and writing my journal and subtly trying to convince myself that the move there was going to be the best thing for me. When I would reread those journal entries, it was so surprising to me because I didn't realize I was literally trying to convince myself while I was writing it. And I would have a full-time job there. I would be staying in ministry, I would be doing something I love, I would be exploring a new country, I could make new friends, like all of those things were super appealing to me. And when I thought about what was at home, it was nothing of the sort. Like I had left my church community, I was going to start all all over there again, but without the friends. I was living with my brother in his apartment and I had this side business that really wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot and wasn't paying the bills. So there was really no logical reason for me not to take this job. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself in a position like that? Where everything seems perfect on the outside, You'd be a fool not to jump in on an opportunity, but when you are really honest with yourself, when you're really just getting, you know, introspective and listening, something just feels off. 
Maybe it's an opportunity that you really wanted to pursue. And then once it was in front of you, once you had to sign on the dotted line, you felt a hesitation and you were like thinking, well, there's no good reason for me not to do this. And because you had spent so much time thinking about that one opportunity, dreaming about it, trying to make it happen, you felt completely foolish to give it up. I know people say a lot of the time, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. But here's the thing. Your mind plays like little tricks on you with thoughts like, okay, there's never going to be another opportunity like this. And this is a once in a lifetime moment. You can't get any better than this. And you're going to regret it if you don't jump on it. But maybe for you, it wasn't an opportunity or a job. Maybe it was you know, something else that you felt like you needed to let go of, like the life you created for yourself somewhere, the dream of going to a particular school or being in a program that you really wanted to be in or being part of a community or a church or being in a relationship with someone that you really wanted to be with or a marriage that you're in or were in. And the same thoughts swirl around in your mind. Like, how are you ever going to do this alone? What is going to happen next if you let go of this? Are you ever going to be happy again? What if you're making the worst mistake of your life? I think you get the point, right? Because letting go is never easy. And I think that it's not easy because we get caught up in living the dream and have that happen that we forget why we wanted it in the first place. So it's like we get enamored with the possibility and with what the outcome could be, but we forget like, well, why would I actually want that or who am I in it? And what is actually going to become of me when I'm there? And a lot of time, that's when we're in this place of growth and expansion. And here's the thing. We end up growing right out of the dream. And that's crazy. Like, I never even knew that was even possible that we would grow out of a dream. So if you're finding yourself in that place that you're feeling this hesitation or you're feeling like, you know what, my life is expanding. I'm becoming a completely different person. Well, it might be that it's necessary for you to give up the dream and to let go of it altogether. But that is so hard for our minds to grasp, especially when we've spent so much time and energy and resources trying to make the dream realized. And letting go feels like this heavy weight and it can even mimic the feeling of failure and quitting like I know that sounds crazy but it's like if I let go of this am I quitting on myself am I giving up am I saying I can't do it 
Am I saying I'm not enough? So like all these feelings of unworthiness just seem to surface because it presents all of these other unanswered questions that you may be trying to reconcile as well. So I've got a few questions that I I want you to really be thinking about as you're, you're thinking about something in your own life that maybe you need to let go of. So do you find that you hold on too tightly to things? Like you want to have that edge of control and you want to make sure that you know all of the details and that you can have a say in how things are going to go and how it's going to be outworked. And you feel super uncomfortable when you're not in that position, when you're not in that space of control. When you think about that, because sometimes when you're in that space where you really want to hold onto things too tightly, you may need to actually let go in order to see what is possible when you are not in control. I mean, like what about letting God be in control? What about allowing the universe to open up and to allow something to come into your life that would truly be beneficial for you. Do you find that you're a little too addicted to being comfortable? Now, this is a a kind of an interesting one because like, how do you be addicted to being comfortable? Well, I think the thing is, is like, I want all of these things to happen in my life. I want these dreams to come into fruition. I want to have these amazing relationships or collaborations or to really be someone in the world. And yet you can't have that and also be addicted to being comfortable. Because if you're never willing to get out of your comfort zone, if you're not willing to grow, to expand, to learn, to change your old patterns of belief and to really, really change the narrative in your life, you're never going to ever see what you want to see happen. And maybe that's the dream you've dreamt. Maybe that's a new iteration of the dream. Maybe that's an altogether new dream. Or here's the last one. Are you afraid that things may need to change and that you feel like that would be really, really hard for you to accept or that would be hard for other people to accept, like your family members? And what if they are thinking that what you're doing is crazy or that, you know, that's like you shouldn't give up on that opportunity or you should, you know, you'd be crazy, be foolish not to take that. I think if I'm really honest, there was also a bit of my decision making that was hinging on wondering what my family thought. What what did my parents think of me moving to Australia? And they didn't say too, too much about it because I think they wanted me to make the decision myself and to really decide whether or not it was the right thing for me. But I think so often we can get caught up in wondering, what are people going to think? about this decision if I don't do it. And there have even been times even, you know, as time has gone on, where I still have that same question that goes through my mind, like, what are my friends going to think if I pivot? What are my family members going to say, if I don't do the 
easy thing or get a nine to five job or, you know, go into the program that I said I was going to do. Because a lot of the time they don't really truly understand what it is that you need to do to become the person you need to become in order to see your life manifest the way you truly desire it to be. So for me, when I left my job at the church, I assumed at that point I was going to be living this version of my life, but I couldn't continue to live that version. The universe, God, had other plans for me. And so holding on to those old ways of living and of being, that wasn't going to, you know, get me where I needed to go. That wasn't going to teach me the lessons I needed to learn. So in order to become the woman I needed to become for the next chapter of my life, I had to stretch and to grow and to learn about who I was, why I had gone through the things I had gone through. So being comfortable was not an option for me. And even though foolishly I thought that Australia would be the big change, the real change, the big change for me was not going. That was the big lesson. The crazy thing about this whole story is that I had no idea at that time that when I was making the decision to not move to Australia, that it would have such a profound impact on my life. And when I came back to Canada, uh, I ended up going through a series of events that radically shifted where I was, starting with my own faith deconstruction. That's something that I have been really open about with, you know, you on the podcast and, you know, going from living, um, you know, in the evangelical church and working and being a pastor and growing up in that community, I had to go through this whole process of really decolonizing and deconstructing what I had learned to be true about my faith. And that's still a journey that I'm on. I think that I'm making headway in it, but, you know, it's something that I needed to do. And I don't know that I would have been able to do that as a pastor in a church in Australia. So, you know, that was one part that I needed to grow in. But another one was that there came this time that I... I really, really came to the recognition that for years I'd been struggling with anxiety and depression and, you know, I was having panic attacks. And I think that's kind of when it actually started to get worse because I think what was happening in my life was it was bubbling up to the surface because it needed to be addressed and it needed, um, I needed to be healed. I needed to go through this internal process of really healing the old wounds and changing the narrative of what I believe to be true about myself. And so... Um, that had to happen. And in order for that to happen, I had to kind of come to a really full stop in my life. So those years, right after I left the church and I decided not to go to Australia, they were the hardest of my life. It was really messy. It was complicated. And I, I think I came completely undone at that point. I actually felt like there were moments I came to the end of myself. And that all collided with you know, at the end of those years of me deciding that I needed to move back to um, where I lived before, which was in Northern Ontario, which is where I am now. And I needed to really regroup. And I needed to, you know, just really focus on the inner healing 
and and getting to the space that I needed to to get to in order to live out my dream. And I think that's part of the letting go process. And sometimes we hope that it's going to be super easy, like, okay, if I just, you know, detach from the outcome, will I just finally be able to be there and, you know, see something else manifest in my life? But sometimes it's a little bit more complicated than that. You have to actually go through things in order to get to that point. And there was nothing left for me to hold on to anymore. And even now, sometimes I think, well, you know, I don't have anything to lose now. Like... I mean, what is there in my life? I mean, I think I've gone through so much detachment from the things that I wanted that sometimes it feels a bit lonely and it feels like I'm isolated from my from from the world, from my friends, from my community, from the things that I truly thought my life was going to be like in order to to get to a place where I needed to get to spiritually, emotionally and physically. But Having said all of that, I know that making that decision was right for me, was what I needed to do it because it changed my life. And I had to hit a bit of a rock bottom before I could build myself back up. And I say a bit of a rock bottom because, you know, I think things could have been much worse. (laughs) And thankfully, they were not. But um, I had to, you know, recognize that I'm not in control that, you know, ultimately I plan my steps, but God directs them, right? And I didn't know how that even outworked in my life at that point. And what I have come to realize in all of that is that when you are focused on directing your steps and ordering them in a way that feels like you're trying to control everything and that, you know, you're dictating it all, that kind of doesn't jive with what God is doing. So it's like really saying, you know, these are the things I believe that I want to have happen and manifest in my life and, and being able to be honest about, okay, I want to focus on this and seeing this happen, but then let God actually make it happen for you and don't force it. So letting go was the best thing for me and yet the hardest thing. The day I realized I couldn't take the job in Australia was a pivotal moment for me, but I don't have a single regret to this day because I know that even though the journey was hard, that what I have learned because of that decision, because of letting go, it, it's changed my life. And I think differently now. I act differently. I perceive life differently. And don't get me wrong, things aren't perfect. Um, but I am, you know, in a place in my life where I feel like I need to be and I needed to learn all of those things. My kind of eat, pray, love moment was actually not going overseas. It was actually being here and doing the hard work. So I want to talk to you about three particular things. I'm going to make them really simple um, about how I came to that decision. Because maybe you're thinking, well, okay, well, that's all great and wonderful, Andrea. Like, you know, you talked to me about letting go, but how do I come to the decision where I know whether or not I should let go or not? So quickly, there are three things that I think will be helpful to you. Number one is just listen. Listen to what you're telling yourself. 
Maybe that's through your journal writing. Maybe that's through the conversations you're having with people, your friends. How are you talking about the situation that you're in or that you feel like you have found yourself in right now? Maybe if you are in something or you're part of something and you feel like you're constantly trying to defend it to someone or you're constantly trying to give it an excuse um, to make up reasons why you should stay there. You're, you're trying to almost like you feel like you need to protect it almost because you know, people are, are questioning you on it. Well, listen to yourself. Listen to that self-talk. Listen to what you are saying about it, because you're going to find that your own self-talk is a huge indicator about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And then, of course, what you're writing down and maybe even the books that you're reading. So listen, because sometimes you're led to read certain books and you're like, oh, I'm reading that because I need to hear this. Or what podcast am I listening to? Oh, I'm listening to this podcast today because I need to do that. Okay. So the second thing I would say is just stop overthinking it. Like if I could tell you one thing, if I could, if I could do one thing, it's, I would stop overthinking everything. Sometimes we make things way more complicated than they need to be. When in actual fact, if you just let yourself be, if you just say, you know what, come what may, um, I'm not going to go through every possible, um, you know, outcome of this all. Like, I'm not going to go through every like nitty gritty detail to make sure I've got my list of pros and cons. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, I mean, when we are supposed to actually move to the next part of our lives, the next chapter, the next place it doesn't come with a set of pros and cons because we would never do things if we lived that way. So you got to stop overthinking the decisions. And sometimes it is really, you already know, and it's just, you need to act on it. And then the third one is just that do the hard thing. Yeah. Like I can't say it more simply than that. Letting go is doing the hard thing. But let me tell you, doing the hard thing leads to the beautiful thing. And it leads to really starting to get to know yourself in a way that feels really beautiful and honest and authentic. And you will find that as you do that, as you let go and you detach from the outcome and you let go of some of the things that have felt forced and they have felt painful and they have felt like you're trying to fit a round peg into a square hole, that you truly become who you are meant to be. You actually step into your potential. You step into who you are. Because you let go of this thing you're trying to make work. And you might find yourself there right now. You might be, you know, in a place where you've transitioned or pivoted this year. Well, friend, I want to encourage you to listen to what you're telling yourself and to stop overthinking and then take the step you need to take do the hard thing. So the question that I want to leave with you today is what is that next step for you to take? Are you in the place where it's just really to listen, like to get still enough to hear? Or are you in a place where you need to go, you know what, I got to stop overthinking this? Or do you already know what you need to do? And now you just need to do it. 
So I just want you to to really think about that and then make that decision and take action on it. And when you do, would you let me know? Would you actually like send me a message on Instagram? You can message me at at the dot and let me know what is that next step for you to take in your life. I would love to encourage you on the journey and help you along and um, and really cheerlead you in this next place in your life. And friend, you know what? These decisions, they don't come easy. I know that. I mean, I know for me, it it wasn't like, you know, just a one, two, three, and it's done. But when you do make those decisions, it will really shift the place you go in your life and you will step more fully into who you were created to be. I love hanging out with you. You know, that this is like one of my very favorite things to do is to share this podcast with you. Friend, if you find yourself in a place where you're really wanting to make a huge change in your life, I know that the women who listen and some men who who listen to this podcast as well, um, you are someone who knows that you are really stepping into the fullness of who you are, into your potential. And I think when you know that you're created for a purpose and you're living that out, sometimes actually being that and stepping into that fullness of who you are into really healing those places in your life well that can be really hard and so I want to encourage you that if you're wanting to take those next steps in your life and you're wanting to feel more empowered to actually make those moves to actually make those decisions to outwork what it is that you want to be doing in your life but you need that extra bit of help I want to encourage you to schedule a 30-minute strategy session with me You know, I work with artists and musicians and creatives and entrepreneurs, and we talk all about what they are created to do and why it is that they feel like they've been held back. And you might be in the middle of something really amazing and something that you love doing and you feel like, yeah, like this is like totally what I need to be doing, but I feel so stuck and so stalled. Friend, reach out, let's chat and book a 30 minute time slot with me. It's Uh, You can find that information at andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember to let me know what are you going to be doing? What is your next step? Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.